0: And
1: welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network.
2: Greetings, my name is Jem and I'm pleased to be bringing you the Radioactive Show this week. There is, once again, a bit of a pro nuclear flap going on, with the appointment of a pro nuclear chief scientist and Prime Minister Turnbull talking up an international radioactive waste dump and hinting at a new nuclear agenda. The rest of the world, meanwhile, is backing out of nuclear, having experienced a gutful of those inconvenient problems of radioactive waste, health risk, disaster nuclear weapons proliferation and, of course, plain bad economics. You can check out the annual World Nuclear Status Report online if you'd like to see the numbers. Meanwhile, the Australian government is doing its best dinosaur impression and trying hard to have a nuclear light bulb moment. It's comforting to know that there is a determined and experienced mob of people defending country from the nuclear threat. One very important part of the movement is ANFA, the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance, which brings together Aboriginal people, greenies, unions and health professionals from across the country. This year's AMFA meeting took place in Korn, on Nookanoo country in South Australia, over two days of talks, workshops, planning and barbecues. Later in the show, we'll hear an international overview of the nuclear industry from Jim Green from Friends of the Earth. But first up, let's listen in to the voices of some of our anti-nuclear warriors.
3: Thank you to ANFA and my name is Enos Marsh and I'm Adyamatna Urartu, Urartu means Aboriginal woman and from the Northern Flinders Ranges. I was born up 30 k's south of the Beverly Uranium Mine where where it is now. So the yarta up there means very near and dear to me but the reason why I'm here today is to get support to care for our land, to stop this destruction to our sacred sites. I'm not only here to get re- uh, support. I want to be to think that I'm here to to give support, to give support to other Euras that have travelled a long way for the very same reason. Uh, nunga Ura, right. Nunga, would you? Not too hard, you want the to. Gillian Marsh. I spend a lot of time up in the Flinders there, up in Lee Creek, coal mining place. So I spend a lot of time out there around the area, around Beverly Mine. We feel that that place is really special to us. Same with our corolla, so we're going to keep on fighting for it. And we've had a few little wins along the way, but we've had some big losses as well. So that's what we are got to keep working at getting more of those wins on the board. My name's Margaret Brown, and I'm an Adyamutna elder, and I'm proud to be Adyamutna elder, and I'm proud to support my country. And we do not want this uranium waste buried in our land. It'll destroy our bush tucker and perhaps the kangaroos, because that's our main meat, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, once again, I thank you.
4: Yeah, hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Robert Wilton. I'm from this side of the family, yeah. and I come from up there, born up there in the, back in the 40s when the Japs was bombing Darwin, just a few years back, and I've uh, seen my grandfathers, two grandfathers, and my know them well, and my father, and... When my dad passed away, it was pretty hard. And he's al- he always said that uranium, that the white is going to muck this country up with uranium. And what he said is true. Even my grandfathers said that. Not to be touched. If they take that, the country's going to go downhill. And you can try as hard as, you know, we got to try as hard as we can to stop it.
5: As the president of AMFA, I'm Kevin Buzzacott from Urabana side. And also I've got a foot in other places too. But anyhow, as an AMFA president, uh, welcome everybody to AMFA uh, today. And uh, I don't know, I lost track of how many AMFAs we did over the years. I think we started it off, when was it, uh, 97 in Alice Springs. Uh, We did it uh, because the mob up the top was having a big issue up there with the uranium Jabaluka mob and uh, then it went all over the place and uh, one of the one of the big things, one of the big thing concerned we have here now, is the waste threat. They're talking about, and we don't know where they're going to dump it, but we're talking about the waste going to be dumped uh, somewhere up in, in South Australia. So, we don't know whose country, but somewhere out there. And uh, there's a big concern. It's not only us mob uh, worried about it, but everybody's worried about it. Uh, so it's a big concern and all the sickness that goes with it and all that. Any, uh, everybody here from all around the country, from uh, Territory, WA, South Australia, Brisbane, New South Wales, Victoria—they all here because of the uranium, because of the waste. So it's a serious business, and we have to keep having a go, keep letting the people know that uh, we don't want uh, this industry in our backyard or front yard, and uh, so. Once we open it up a bit more uh, then we could get into people can have a yarn and talk about what, uh, how we can combat this issue and let the government know what's going on.
1: I'm Emily Munyunga Austin from Kupiti and I'm one of the last Gungas left. You know, the, we travel and fight for the Radiation. I'm the only one left now, and then I s- pass it on to the next generation. You know, 'cause the young ones grown up, they gotta take it on there, eh? yeah. and we gotta fight for the land because we got the water underground and in Kupiti especially. Anyway, I'm back there now eh? and um, worry about our grandkids grown up. And a uh, great, great kids, grandkids grown up, and I drink the water out of there too, you know. But you know, um, we gotta fight for this poison. Every time we say, you know, ask Congolese, we used to say, "Hey, this is poison." Now they say, "No, it's not poison." And uh, we used to tell them, you know, "Hey." We know it's poison because the old people told us. It's in the manda there and nobody can't dig it out. You know, them old people just look after it. And that's the main thing, you know, that, uh, listen to the elders. Like one brother said, listen to the elders and go to your kilpijuta, we call them, old people.
0: Uh, good morning. My name is Curtis. I'm a murder person from the East Pilbara. And uh, first time in your country. And thank you for welcoming us. And um, yeah, just come here to have a listen and and support. And um, maybe, you know, next year we'll get you guys to come and support us around Kintai and Mato country for definitely we'll walk next year. Yeah. My name's Dave, Dave Sweeney. I um, live in Melbourne and I work with a national environment group called the Australian Conservation Foundation. The little acronym is ACF. Um, I work there on nuclear issues, so a whole bunch of stuff, uranium mining around the country. So I work with quite a lot of you on that issue and on radioactive waste and a whole bunch of stuff. So it's sort of like anything glows in the dark in that world comes onto my desk and I try and help on that.
4: Hello, uh, my name is Glenn Cook. Uh, people call me Mr. Cook. I'm from uh, Warburton Ranges, which is uh, just over the edge of the border uh, from the uh, Western Desert. I uh, I joined this campaign uh, about three or four years ago uh, when we were doing the walk from Wiluna to uh, Perth and I like uh, what they was doing because it, it just remind me of the uh, the same thing what my uh, my father and my grandfather and my forefathers uh, uh, have been telling us uh, not to muck the country or not to uh, pollute the uh, water, uh, you must uh, look after your country.
3: Yep, I'm Barbara Shore, I'm from Alice Springs, I'm a descendant of the KD Jarunda Walpri and Warramunga people uh I first got involved with ANPA um, when I heard of the nuclear waste dump and um, up at Macquarie and when they made amendments to the Heritage Act to actually place a site on um, Aboriginal country and also because of the Angela Pamela uranium mine in 21 or i'd say 26 K south of my house so
1: yeah
2: You're listening to The Radioactive Show, produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast all across the country on the Community Radio Network. We're tuned into the annual gathering of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance as the microphone goes around the big circle for introductions and stories about why each person is there.
0: Hi, my name's Mitch. I'm an Arunda Luricha Pradham woman from Central Australia. Um, my journey into this was because my daughters buried out bush on my country and I'd have to pass a nuclear waste dump in order to put flowers on her grave. Um, we spoke with government mob who told us that it was safe, there's no harm, there's no nothing wrong with it, and I kind of realised if it wasn't safe for whitefellas... Why is it safe for blackfellas? Um, I've journeyed across to America with Nat, been to France with Marcus Mob, and I've figured out that there's words that the government will use when they talk to you, that it's safe, it's world's best practice, and you have to do this for people with cancer. And what I figured out was it was all bullshit. They'll lie to your face... They'll use this really dirty industry to feather their own nests and they don't really care about the future generations. They have no foresight. And the generosity that we have as Aboriginal people is we don't just think for ourselves and future generations. We're inclusive of all people on our continent. Whether you're black, Lebanese, whether you're a brown-skinned person, our future is together. And the only way we're going to beat this is by getting our point of view across to governments and politicians and pointing out to countries like England what their history is. The genocide, the ongoing genocide, the fact that they gave a nuclear power plant as thank you for setting off bombs on these mobs' country and poisoning that land for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. We have to hold them accountable, but we have to hold the world accountable. And nuclear power isn't the future. It shouldn't be a part of our past. And we have to wake up the world to this industry. Tenakoto 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 kato. I'm really honoured
5: to be here and I pay my respects to the custodians of this country. And uh, I'm uh, Ngāti Parau and Ngāpui from uh, Aotearoa, New Zealand. And uh, New Zealand is a nuclear-free uh, country and uh, we, won't, we won't give up until until the Pacific
4: is nuclear-free. I'm a nuclear veteran and my name is Avon Hudson. I took part in the nuclear bomb tests. I blew the whistle on it and got uh, the Royal Commission into it back in uh, 1984. And... Um, There's been a hell of a lot done since then, but nothing has helped us. We're still fighting for justice. There is no justice under the Australian system. If you're rich, let me tell you, there's plenty of justice because you have to buy it. Justice shouldn't be something you have to buy like a loaf of bread.
6: Hi, I'm Adam. I'm here to represent... Queensland, though I get about between NT and hopefully SA, and I'm here to represent Brisbane Blacks as well, our sovereign embassy, and Black Nations Rising, and also war, and I just would like to say I'm just so appalled with what's going on with this Royal Commission and the way our history as Aboriginal people is being completely subverted, and that this issue should come back to your country. And it is my determination that we have a voice and that I facilitate your voice surrounding these issues and I offer myself as a resource to you and especially in honour of our old people that have passed who gave me skin because I'm adopted and I have no country. And it's through this movement that I um, am finding my way home. And I just want to say that um, in those Royal Commission groups... I've never seen such racism. It is institutionalised, it's histrionic and they just will not acknowledge that this is a human rights issue for our people.
1: I'm Libby Carmody and I'm from Kalgoorlie. I'm an Anungul Noongar woman. And uh, I live in Kalgoorlie and I work for a First Nation radio station, Jumabulka. We broadcast right across most of the goldfields. And we're gathering stories because we want to motivate people, especially in our area, to, to, to get on board and to start truly caring for country and, and getting on board with all these groups here and supporting. So that's our job.
2: But yeah, I'm Nat and um, I work under a project called the Beyond Nuclear Initiative and that's hosted out of the Arid Lands Environment Centre in Alice Springs. So we were up there through the Northern Territory Nuclear Waste Dump fights because it was five sites that we've managed to knock off up in the Northern Territory now. Yeah, so my little family's moved to Sydney now, so we've got our sights set on that Lucas Heights nuclear reactor where they're making the waste and um, where that ship's going to be coming back in with the first reprocessed waste in not very long from now. So we'll talk about that in the waste dump session, but we're really committed to fighting this waste dump wherever it's going to be. Now for a chunk of Jim Green's international snapshot, which I'm including in this show because it's largely a positive story and provides context and a reality check on the domestic pro-nuclear agenda.
7: So uh, the first point to make is we've heard so much about a nuclear power renaissance in the past 10 years, and um, you'd be surprised and, and pleased to hear that there's actually less reactors now than there were 10 years ago. So a lot of rhetoric about a renaissance, but actually less reactors. And even if you include all, the, all those reactors in Japan which are shut down, uh, there's still fewer reactors. And that's 40-odd reactors in Japan which are shut down. Some of them might restart, but most, some of them won't too. There's only one country which is actually building a lot of new reactors, and that's China. And that's a problem because safety standards are not good there, and regulation is not good, and there's a lot of corruption. Um, and in the rest of the world, nuclear is either stagnant, it's staying the same, or it's going backwards, and quite a few countries are actually abandoning their nuclear power programs. Germany is one of those. Uh, Belgium, Sweden, Switzerland are some other countries that are pulling out of nuclear power altogether, and some others as well. Uh, The US has got more reactors than any other country. They used to have just over 100, but it's going backwards there. There's now less than 100, and they just announced the latest closure couple of days ago. Uh, France has got 75 percent of its power from nuclear but they're going to reduce that to 50 percent. Um, so there's that pattern of stagnation and decline all around the world with the one exception of China. Um, Fukushima it's what four and a half years since Fukushima so we've got a much better grasp of of the magnitude of that disaster in Japan that took place in March of 2011. Uh, The the long-term cancer death toll, we can estimate that that will be around 5,000. It's very, very hard to accurately estimate that, but that's a a reasonable ballpark figure with a strong scientific underpinning. Uh, 160,000 people were relocated after the Fukushima disaster, and uh, at least half of those people are still homeless four and a half years after that disaster, somewhere between 80 and 100,000. And keep in mind also that with Chernobyl, there was 350,000 people permanently relocated. So if you add that 350,000 to the 160,000 from Fukushima, that's half a million nuclear refugees just from two disasters. And the costs of Fukushima are just unbelievable. Um, a conservative estimate, which is probably too low, is $500 billion. So that's $500,000 million dollars. and. If you want to sense of how much money that is, well, it's a lot more than you and me will ever see in our lifetimes. And, uh, of course, that disaster in Fukushima is still very much a, a living history. There's still those eighty to 100,000 people who are homeless. Uh, there's still a lot of mess. They try to clean up the surrounding area, but, uh, you know, that's very, very difficult to do. They clean up the low-lying areas, but then uh, radiation comes down from the forests and the hills. It gets washed down and so on. Um, and... Some good news is renewables, whereas nuclear power has been stagnant, there's been no growth. Renewables have doubled over the past decade, uh, which is a spectacular growth rate. So nuclear and renewables used to produce about the same amount, but now nuclear is stuck on 11% of the world's power supply and renewables has jumped up to 22% and it's still growing strongly. And whereas nuclear power is getting more expensive, renewables are getting cheaper. In particular, solar photovoltaics or PV, that's about five times cheaper than it was a decade ago. But same for wind and other other renewables as well. They're a lot cheaper. Uh, with uranium around the world, there's a glut of it because there was some companies that thought that this, that this nuclear power renaissance would actually happen, so they started mining uranium. But uh, the renaissance didn't happen. There's been no more demand for uranium than there was a decade ago. So there's a glut and the price has collapsed. So the uranium price is half of what it was before the Fukushima disaster. And that's had very real impacts here in Australia where uranium mines have been shut down and uh, plans to build new, new uranium mines have been put on hold. And the last thing I want to talk about very briefly is nuclear waste. And I think it's important that people know about an accident that happened at a nuclear waste dump in the United States last year. It's very significant because it's the only deep underground nuclear waste dump in the world. It's in the US state of New Mexico and it's called WIP, which stands for the Waste Isolation Pilot Plant. And this accident happened in February of 2014 and it involved a chemical explosion in one of the waste barrels holding radioactive waste underground due to spectacular mismanagement and incompetence. And so the waste barrel has exploded, Uh, the filtration system failed so that radiation escaped to the outside environment, 22 workers were exposed, Uh, that underground dump will be closed for at least four years and probably longer and the cost to clean up that mess will be at least $500 million. And that's hugely significant for South Australia because we're being sold the idea of making billions of dollars from a nuclear waste up here in South Australia and we're being told that it's safe but the reality is there's only one of these deep underground dumps in the whole world and it's been a disaster and that was in the United States.
3: I'm with you.
5: With this fight uh, to protect the country, and uh, I really want to shut this industry down, this uranium industry.
2: Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, president of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance.
5: Everybody knew from start. I think it started off <coughs> in America, where they first they was, must have been digging for gold or diamond or something. And they found out that hey this uranium we can make a bomb and everything with this and we can go to war and kill another people in another country with it. So that's how they discovered it and the old people over there was telling them then that uranium is poison it leave it there where it belongs in, in the safe country and uh, anyhow <coughs> They never listened. they still listen today. They still never listen today. And now at the end of that material, that uranium, you've got the waste. Now they want to put the waste somewhere. And we told them and the mother-old people told them, don't dig that st- st- from the start, leave it there. And now they're looking to dump it. And where they want to dump it, they want to dump it out in the bush in the desert way from the town. And they want to cart it through all UMOB's country, train, road and everything. And it's a big concern. A lot of people getting sick and we lost a lot of people and everything. There's still war, obviously, killing people with their things. And then it has to keep going on and on. But I'm with you mob, and uh, we'll fight all the way. And uh, we're going to save ourselves and save the whole country, look after the country and fix ourselves up and fix that country up. Begin a big healing process and stick together and give it to them.
2: And from the top, you've heard Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, Enos Marsh, Gillian Marsh, Margaret Brown, Robert Fulton, Emily Austin, Curtis Taylor, Dave Sweeney, Mr Glenn Cook, Barb Shaw, Mitch, Winniata, Libby Carmody, Adam Shara, Avon Hudson, Nat Wosley and Jim Green. These folks are some of the everyday superstars of Australian Nuclear Free Alliance, the frontline of experience and defence of country. A unique and important alliance that is keeping the Australian nuclear industry very much in check. You can check them out at anfa.org.au and please do consider financially supporting the Alliance. I'm Jem and this is The Radioactive Show, produced on Wurundjeri Country at 3CR Radio and broadcast all across these stolen lands we call Australia on the Community Radio Network. You can get our podcasts at 3cr.org.au slash radioactive. You can email us at radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com or find our Facebook page. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another healthy dose.
8: There's some people who said nuclear power, the same people know, yes, they know the dangers. There's some people who said nuclear power. the adventures, there's some people who sell nuclear power, the same people they get, richer and richer. about your brothers do you care about your sisters